0: And welcome to the Empire Builders Podcast, where we help business leaders build massive businesses and even bigger lives. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Wendy Papazan, and I am an empire builder.
1: I'm Seychelle Van Poole, and I'm an empire builder. I'm Sarah Reynolds,
2: and I am an empire builder. And I'm Via Williams, and I am an empire builder. I'm also really excited to talk about our episode today because... We're going to focus on two of our hosts, and we're going to have Seychelle Van Poole is going to interview Sarah Reynolds. Sarah Reynolds is going to pivot and interview me, Yeah,
1: <laughs> I love it. So let's jump into today, because one of the things that I think makes this podcast so special is that we are not afraid to get vulnerable and real with our viewers and our audience right. and our listeners. So Sarah, thank you for being willing to let me spend this time with you today. Um, we've known each other now for almost 12 years.
3: Yes. Which is yep.
1: amazing.
3: What did our businesses look like back then?
1: <laughs> also, our uh, bags under our eyes. Yes. Well, mine, yours yes. still <laughs> look really fabulous. No, but mine been-
3: <laughs>
1: no kids. That's We're ba- right. just freshly married. That's yeah. right. <laughs> not so, even married. Not even married yeah. yet. Yep. That's right. I was newlywed and you were almost married. Yep. And so, you know, I think back to um, taking our listeners back to you and I first met in a Starbucks in Virginia.
3: Yes. And what connected us was both mother-daughter teams. So Mm -hmm. I had found uh, you and your mom. uh, We had a referral for Dallas. Right. And we had found you guys for them and started connecting because I said, Oh my goodness, we had so, we have so much in common. And we met at the Starbucks and I showed you my farm my you did. farming piece. You did I actually yes. still think
1: I have that sample, by yes. the way. Yeah. Oh do you? Yeah, I still okay. think I have it.
3: Well, it's still working well.
1: So <laughs> I still know. yeah, I'm still doing it today. I would say
2: it's doing pretty well.
1: Yes. I, think, <laughs> I think Sarah's doing okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ten million dollars in revenue. That's well. right.
2: Yeah. Right. I, well, I think the farming is yeah. going well. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs>
1: Well, and, you know, and that started with a 30-minute meeting that turned into probably two or two and a half hours with us yes. sitting there, I yep. remember. And, and you know, you talk about that farming piece is still doing well, and we'll unpack this a little bit, but one of the things I really appreciate about you is that you pick something and you stick with it. Yes. And, and I think so many people see you have massive success today, and they maybe don't know how long and hard and persistent and consistent you have been. Yeah. Right? So take me back to when you first got into real estate. How did you get in?
3: So really, it started because I I was graduating from college with a business degree, and I knew I wanted to do business, and my mom was a realtor, and she had joined Keller Williams in 1999 when the company was 6,000 agents, pretty crazy, and uh, she started understanding teams and things like that and grew uh, with an assistant, right? And that uh, took her to about 30 sales. Then she had to have a major back surgery. Oh, wow. Wow. And she was the main, she was the only agent, her and an assistant. And as you know, showing houses is physical, right? And she would show a good amount of buyers' homes. And she called me, I was graduating from college. And she said, you know, I really would love for you to come help me. Mm -hmm. Get your license and come help me. And I said, absolutely. My family's at my core, right? Yeah. And similar to to your story a little Mm -hmm. bit in that. And so I got my real estate license and honestly, I thought it would be temporary because Mm. I started working in retail at 16. Wow. Yeah. And I worked for eight years in retail. Um, no, I'm sorry, six years. And I felt, I fell in love with it. Uh, what ended up happening is I love the fast pace. They put, always put me with like the angry customers at the customer service desk. You know, I could make them happy all of a sudden, exactly the challenge of that. And of course, uh, getting people to open the credit cards because they have objections, right? So I started uh, nailing those at a young age. And it. so my intent was to work in real estate and then get a, a job in retail. I had been offered multiple like higher level management positions. And I thought that that was sort of my path. Yeah. And so I became her buyer's agent. Mm-hmm. And uh, two years after that, uh, I sat her down. I said, okay,
1: I'm ready to... Let's do this. Let's, I'm ready to go. So, one thing that I think is really interesting is what happens next. Yeah. Because I think you entered into a business relationship with your mom. Yes. Right? Yep. And a lot of times, people put their parents up on pedestals. Yes. Right? And I'm sure that you probably had your mom up on one, too. What was that like, all of a sudden, entering in business with a family member and then kind
3: of what happened after that. Yeah. So that's right, Seychelles, because what ended up happening with me is I was 22, right? So I was also young. And in my mind, my mom was my hero. She's still my hero, right? Uh, But she was absolutely my hero and a hero in a way of being up on a pedestal to where you don't see, when you work with someone, you see the good, the bad. You well, you see their strengths yeah. and their weaknesses, right? Mm-hmm. And it can be really clear. Like a mom working with their daughter, like all of us that are moms know, you see your kids' strengths and weaknesses, right? right? So and for her
1: since birth. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so for her, that wasn't
3: anything new, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, it was a little bit shocking coming into her world. And, you know, she's the best realtor I know, uh, but not consistent, mm-hmm. right? She would start things and, stop them. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I was like, what are you doing? You know, like, <laughs> why aren't you, why are you starting and stopping? I would find something. And she's like, that works so great. Like this, <laughs> this piece works so great. And I'm like, oh, okay. You're still doing it. Oh no, we stopped. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. So, so then there's
1: a dynamic shift that has yes. to happen with that. So yep. what
3: happens? Well, what can be difficult is, you know, you go from being uh, mother daughter to business part to well we weren't even business partners then. Right. I mean, she was the team leader and, um, it was, it was hard, you know, you miss the mother, mother daughter times and things like that. And it was just time for me to sort of like move on to me. It was like, okay, this was good. It's time for me to exit real estate. Wow.
1: And so what happened? So what happened
3: is she said, you know, I've been giving this a lot of thought, and I really think you're better suited to grow a team. Huh. And I said, Well, what, what does that mean? I'm not sure what that means. And she said, Well, first of all, you have to, you really have to dominate on listings. You need to learn listings. I was scared to death of listings. Mm-hmm. Is it like well, in your scared early to death-
1: 20s? Your early oh. 20s, you probably haven't sold your own oh, yeah. yet. So.
3: Exactly. I have this limiting yeah. belief. I'm gonna go in there with like, you know, they, their kids are my age, yes, you know, and I'm asking their biggest mm-hmm. asset, like I'm going to ask them to pay me to sell their home. And I was like, no way would that Mm -hmm. work, right? Mm -hmm. Well, here's the thing. When we're buyer's agents, we're a
2: service provider. That's right. They're not, they don't feel like they're paying us and we are a hero. Yeah, We are finding them and negotiating a house. When we're listing agents... And it's emotionally exciting. We're representing their most major asset. And it is a different level of stress, Yeah, for sure.
3: So so she said to me, you know, you're going to have to learn listings because building a team, you need to be listing focused. And then, you know, I want you to be in charge. And And I was like... In charge, you know, it was me, her, and two assistants at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Well, what does that mean? And she's like, You'd you'd be my boss. And I was like, What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a and she little, was very clear on that. She was sharing, sh- actually. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. She she was really clear on it. And uh talk about a visionary, you know, it's my very mom, evolved. Yes. Yes, it's incredible. Yes, yeah. a, a belief, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, if if I look back through my, I mean, so many people now look at me and they say, "I believed in you," you know, and it's like, and and maybe they did, mm-hmm. you know. But I think back and I'm like, man, my mom really, really yeah. believed in me, and, and she still
1: is convicted with that. We had yes. um, lunch or breakfast last year together at our last. Big convention we had, right? And we mm-hmm. sat down for breakfast and I said to her, how are you doing? And she goes, I love having Sarah as my boss, you know, and it was just <laughs> That's amazing. Is- That's not so wow. well for me. Oh, it's it worked out yeah. so well. Yeah. It worked out really well. I
3: always uh, relate it's like it's it's smaller in this world. But I always relate it to, you know, when Gary made the decision to fire himself and hire Mo. Mm-hmm. And if you look back at the history of Keller Williams, I mean what it, what a pivotal decision that That's was, right. you know, for our That's company. Right. And I mean, the same, you know happened there is she made that decision and I did not feel adequate. You know, I did not feel ready. Mm -hmm. I did not. But at the same time, I... Could see the challenge of it, yeah. and I knew I wanted the challenge, and that's really what got me going. Was really the, the competitive nature I have and the challenging nature mm-hmm. I have is like, yeah, let me go start dominating listings. So that
1: was about, <laughs> yeah. that was about 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll give yeah. you an objection or or a process, right, to go after something, and, and Absol- you're going to go oh, do yeah. it. Yeah, don't ever tell Sarah Reynolds no.
3: That's right. Yeah, or
1: that you can't do something. That, that's the best yourself.
3: way to yes. Yeah. That's <laughs> the best way to get something done. So I don't <laughs> know about
2: Washington D.C., but in Seattle. 2009 was
3: dismal. Oh, mm-hmm. dismal. I mean, oh. it, it was a dismal. scary time. Mm-hmm. Scary, scary. Yeah. I mean, I got my license in 2006. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it oh, was, wow. Yeah, oh. it was not fun. Mm-mm. Yeah, it was not fun. Well,
1: the beauty of it is, though, is you didn't know any better.
3: I didn't know any better. i right. say it wasn't fun now, but that's like, right? It's all perception. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. mean, because of what, I mean, we're in a great market right now. Yeah. At the time, and to be honest, it actually was fun. Yeah. Yeah, because of all of the challenges and problem-solving, mm-hmm. people would come to, you know, you go to their house and they owe 100000 more and they have to move and the government's moving them, but yet they're not willing to, to pay the loss. And yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, was a ch- it was some difficult problem-solving, that's I believe for sure. That. Yeah. And at the time, I mean, I was up against some heavy hitters Absolutely. in terms of listings. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was going into, if you read, you know, back, like, Go back 10 years, Wall Street Journal, you know, top 50. Uh-huh. Those were my main competitors. That's right. Wow. Yeah.
1: Well, and so, you know, the the D.C., Maryland, Virginia market is not, uh, you know, lacking competitors by yes. any means. And so you have to figure this out. And at the same time, you're becoming a leader. Yes. You're new into this leadership yes. journey. And you need to grow the business. Yes. And so what is that, what does that next hire look like for you? And, and what did that do for you?
3: So, the first hire uh, was against model, actually, because we hired an inside sales agent. Right. So, that was my first hire that uh-huh. I made as a, a team leader, mm-hmm. um, as a mega agent team right. leader. And the reason for that was because I knew I, if I could get out there more and just mm-hmm. focus on going on these listing mm-hmm. appointments, you know, mm-hmm. our business would grow. So, and you so, bought your time back. If yes. you could spend
1: less time actively trying to get the appointment and more time closing at the appointment, you knew that that would Correct. work out in your favor. Yes. Smart. Yep. Yeah. And, and the thing, we already had
3: two assistants, right? right. To say it's not model. I mean, I, that's right. debatable, right? So anyway, so that was the first hire. And then pretty quickly after that, I mean, she was doing such a great job. She's still with me today, right? And that's incredible. Yeah, she's, she's incredible. And so what ended up happening is that uh, we hired our first fires agent. And uh, Sasha was our first buyer's agent, who's our director of growth now. Wow. And um, that's when I became addicted
1: to team building. I love that. And so what does that look like now? You know, fast forward with Sasha, right, who's now director of growth. Yes. And you've created massive of opportunity for her. What does your world look like now?
3: Yeah, so I mean, the you know, we can't get to now without, I think, talking a little bit more about Sasha, just because mm-hmm. that relationship has really set the stage for what is today, to I be love honest. That. Yeah. Okay, so let's unpack that. Yeah. So what I didn't know, you know, originally I was like, I I'm, I wasn't clear on my vision for team building. I wasn't clear on it. And what ended up happening is I hired Sasha as our buyer's agent. And you know, for the first six months, she just follows me around. Right. We had nothing organized. <laughs> like, I mean, no training program. Sure. No, like, I mean, it was a mess, right? She mm-hmm. was like really my true guinea pig in almost every department. Yeah, but of I think being an apprentice is the best way to oh, learn. Yes, it, it is. is. Oh, for Fantastic. sure, yeah. 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 So for six months, she followed me around. I love that. And she became extremely successful. Mm-hmm. And her after her first year being on our team, she was on her way to a vacation. And she sends me a text message, and it said... Basically, it said, um, if it weren't for you, A, I wouldn't be able to go on this vacation. But not only am I going on this vacation, I paid for it. Mm-hmm. And one of my passions has, you know, you see different empire builders. And one of my passions as an empire builder is for my people to make really good income. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm i proud of my average income of my people. Yes. Like that's something that I share in multiple avenues because I'm proud of that. And it's because of that message it changed my life, that text message, because I then became addicted to changing people's lives. Yeah. And that's for me what team building's about, right? Well, and you come from abundance, right? Yes, you're saying, absolutely.
1: You're saying I want my people to make a great income and a great life because I know if I'm gonna help them make it, yep. I'm gonna have what I want. Can we right?
0: can do you mind sharing? I mean, I'm I'm sure our our listeners would be interested sharing your the income
3: the income yeah yeah so uh last year the average income on my on my team for agents was hundred and seventy two thousand and that's fantastic net. that's that's
1: a, net. that's a net number that's, that's the net. average
3: yes and the average uh per location gross commission income was three point3 million so and if you and if you look at some other organizations I'm not in and, and I'm not I respect them greatly but you got to look at the average right and then when you look at the average you can see whether or not people are Having big yeah. lives too. It's not about Sarah Reynolds having a big right. life. It, right. it actually has never been about Sarah Reynolds having a big business. It's been about what can I do? What can my empire do to create big lives for those around me? Mm-hmm. To, to where in my vision? If you look at my vision, even today, if you if you know if I were to share my next five year vision for our empire, it's not Sarah's vision, right? It's actually sitting down with each team member and really packing their vision. You know, we're gonna be in Georgia. And why are we gonna be in Georgia? We're gonna be in Georgia because a team member two years ago said, when my daughter graduates from college, we're going to Georgia. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be in Florida. You know, we're gonna be in Texas. Like there there are we we will be places not because a Sarah wanted to be those right. be in those places. Because you're
1: going with your people. Yes. Right.
3: Yeah. Right. And it's something that over the last couple of years, I've certainly grown in my leadership in this. And it thanks thanks to Gary Keller, honestly, mm-hmm. right? You know, building a big enough vision to where your vision is big enough to where they see themselves in That's it. Right. right. That's right. And it's something that I mean, that's, it, that's what I'm about is more of just like creating the, the avenue for people to have their, to re- be able to reach their dreams. Mm-hmm. Right. And that day with Sasha, that's when I truly became a hundred
1: percent addicted to that. That was a path changer for you.
3: A path changer. And, that, and that's also why it's a struggle sometimes to uh-huh. get me to slow down and why it's because it's, Truly, I, I just uh, impacting people's lives. The real estate industry has such an opportunity to impact people. Yeah, you know, does. we're in an industry that, depending on the year, you know, the the highest fail rate has been about ninety five percent, depending right. on the year, of fail rate. Mm-hmm. Only five percent of the people that get licensed today will be around in three years. And I say this often, but guys, it's it's a it's it's a model it's an industry problem mm-hmm. because guaranteed. I mean, if you talk to realtors, they have the best heart. Most of them want to get in to help people.
1: Absolutely. I think that's where their intentions are. Exactly, yeah. Yeah.
3: And so it's it's an industry issue, right? Right. But our empires, our organizations can come alongside amazing people with the best hearts and give them the opportunity to do what they really wanted to do, which is to help people.
1: Well, and it's so exciting because that vision is contagious. I mean, you can just the energy, I mean, even if you're listening to this, right, you can feel the energy and the passion coming out of you with it, and it's attractive, mm-hmm. and you're attracting massive talent yeah. and massive opportunities yep. because of the passion and the vision that you yes. have. Yep. You know, and so I-, I think we would be missing a big opportunity if we don't also talk about as you've been growing this huge business and these amazing opportunities for your work family, you also have an amazing family at home. Yes. So, talk to me about George, and and walk me through sort of how this has come alongside and building a beautiful family alongside of that.
3: Yeah, so I mean, we got married in two thousand nine. You know, that was a big year. So two thousand nine um, is when I was put in charge. And two thousand nine is uh, when I married George, which was which was a dream, honestly. We dated for five years, and that was that was a dream of mine. And then with that, you know, I we grew the family, right? So right. I've had three kids, three pregnancies, three maternity leaves all while growing our organization. And it's really, for me, it's been about, and all three of them, you know, I've been able to take time off, like completely off. And again, it's about surrounding yourself. Well, A, it's really about creating value for people, right? Making sure you're showing huge value, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Once you do that, you attract talent and you also attract loyalty, right? Right. And so it allowed for me to have the babies. And each year I had the baby, I have actually had each baby. That was the largest percentage of growth I've had, each, all three. Oh, well, you know wow. what's coming 10 babies. <laughs>
0: No, 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 no. And just, I just want to, just for the for the people who are listening, we know that you are doing ten million dollars in revenue. But what's the size of your business? How many people are you've gone from feedback in two thousand and nine? What was like five people?
3: Yes, right. And to to where is it today? I just think that was so uh, 85 in house. Eighty five. Yep. And we have twelve on our VA team. So we have a a VA company that we run and own in the Philippines. And uh, 12 of Reynolds' team family members, they've also been with me, many many of them, at Mm -hmm. least five years um, on the VA team. So they're a big part of our team family as well. So going back to your question about George, my husband, I mean, he's been a true life partner and a true business partner in this, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So he's given me the ability, I've always said that the the strongest men can handle the strongest women, right? And sometimes it doesn't come across as the way that you... See it, it. Yeah. Yeah, as you think it, right? And you know, George is extremely confident in himself, extremely confident in me, and he's allowed me to share my vision as we've grown and. Really allowed me to accomplish the things I have because he's been the amazing partner, you know, allowing me to travel and to grow and to learn business things mm-hmm. and to expand on that and coming alongside me, right? And uh, we, we're a true partnership at home. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, I'm the only one taking care of the babies. He's he's been right there with me, yes. you know, with all three. Yeah, and um, he's an
1: amazing dad too. Yes, yeah.
3: absolutely. So it's been it's been a true t- team at you know team, team at effort. home, team at work. It's been awesome.
1: I love that you are going on a journey far with people, right? Yep. It is It is through your servant leadership that you have grown this amazing opportunity. And it's through the partnership that you've built with George that you guys have built this amazing business and this amazing life together. Yep. And I, I love that you're on this pursuit of doing both and not willing to sacrifice one for the other. Absolutely. And it's fabulous. Yeah.
3: So thank you so much, Seychelles. This this, this was is so treat. so fun. But what I'm really excited about now is we get to interview also an amazingly passionate person, oh. and an amazing leader, uh, Via Williams. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot here and let's uh, <laughs> dive in uh, to Via. Thank you. It's exciting. Yes. I, I am not
2: usually the one getting interviewed. I'm usually the interviewer. Yes, well, very weird. I'm
3: well, and I'm also the one being interviewed. So this could be it's wrong, all fun. Is, yeah, it's yeah. all gonna be yeah. really fun. One of the things that's so unique about you, uh, with the four of us, is that you're really the entrepreneur, yeah. right, on the podcast, and it, it's something that's so amazing in, in sort of the corporate America uh, way. And I want to sort of dive into that—not yet, dive into that—but sort of get the background. So, tell us a little bit about how you got into real estate and what your life looked like before you became an entrepreneur. Yeah,
2: because I didn't think about myself this way at all. This was a surprise to me. I was your typical uh, real estate agent, you know, in my 30s. I um, sold a lot of real estate, you know, sometimes worked too hard, sometimes got to volunteer in my kids' school twice a week. I was really, really focused on two young kids at the time. And And just going through the motions, you know, you sell X amount of homes and you get X amount of income and you buy a house and you go to Disney World and and you you do that, right? And something happened to me when I turned 39 or 40, and it was an internal uh, drive and desire to have a bigger life. Mm. I I don't think I could have vocalized it that way, but that's what happened. I had my third uh, baby, my girl. So my first two were boys. It's always a girl. (laughs) And, um, you know, the the downturn happened. Mm. And I had a a premature newborn who was four pounds, um, was was probably on the verge of losing my house and had to make some life decisions. And I I remember, you know, meeting with my husband um, kind of in a broken state. And I do have an interesting relationship with money, which is why I really, I think it's really important for me, for everyone out there to really understand this. I was broken and I just always, you know, spent too much money and because I always made a lot of money. And here the downturn happened and real estate stopped and my husband and I were both in real estate. We were in a bad place. And it was the most pivotal event in my life, I think, because what happened is, is that we had two ways to go. And we could have curled in fetal position or, you know, like I told my husband, it is time for me to put on my battle armor and to go fight. And so we did that. We kind of cobbled our way through childcare. I changed brokerages at the time, which is when I met some of you guys. I, I came to Keller Williams, uh, really on a fluke. I heard a couple things about it that just resonated with me. It sounded some like very different from what I was used to, and I had been at this local kind of a regional brand that had no national conventions, really no exposure to anything. And what really, really changed my life was, you know, I came to Keller Williams, and honestly, the first year, it was just survival. Mm -hmm. And I um, used my brother-in-law's frequent flyer flyer miles, Mm. and I shared a room with my team leader, the Red Roof Inn, and I went to our first big national event. Wow, And I will never forget the moment uh, sitting in the audience surrounded by people I didn't know and, and watching people on stage talking about these big, huge businesses. And I remember at one point I, I grabbed somebody. I go, did they just say 700 homes? Did, did I just hear them say that? Because I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. It, my mind just exploded. I, I had really never been exposed to anything like that. And it might sound funny. But I, I just yeah. didn't understand that, it doesn't you know, money. yeah, I was burnt out from selling homes. If we're being honest, I wasn't really getting my joy there. In retrospect, I think the move, all of this was about me seeking something that I just didn't know what it was yet, Yeah. which is a big lesson in my life, right? I, I'm a fierce, fierce advocate of staying really attached to a process and not an outcome. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and looking back, I was very attached to the a self-evolvement process I was going through. And I really gave up uh, understanding where it was going to lead, yeah. right? So uh, I came to Keller Williams and um, uh, long story short, I, I started a team. Um, interesting thing happened in, very early in that journal, uh, journey, really before I even started my team, a guy named Ben Kinney bought my market center so I was in this little office, this little brokerage, and it was uh, we were about to be kicked out by our landlords, actually. It's kind of a funny story. And this guy from, from Bellingham, which is about 90 minutes from where I am in Seattle, came and introduced himself to the office and said, you know, my name's Ben Caney. I'm basically, I basically now own your office. And I went on with my life. Uh, but what, what happened is he said, uh, why don't I coach you? Wow, and I was like, oh, you know, I, that, that'd be great. I, I want to do more. I, I want to be like those people on stage. Yeah, that'd be great. And so, and
3: so what, did your, what did your business look like then?
2: Yeah, it's a great question. It, it was, you know, I was always, a. Um, first of all, I never knew my numbers. I, I could okay. have told you how much I made at my former brokerage, but we never tracked our numbers and I never knew them. Okay. The person who told me my volume was um, someone that worked at Keller Williams. Okay. Um, someone called me up and told me what my numbers were. And I did nine point six million uh, nice. my my first year at Keller Williams, and then I thought I would try to start to cobble together a team because I'd gone to that national event, <laughs> and I did twenty five million that year,
3: wow, and, which was a huge huge, huge leap, right? Wow, and that and was, was Ben coaching
2: you. So then, that was or? right when he no he's, he he was coaching me right at the, about the ten wow. million mark, right at the beginning, wow. right at the beginning, and it over what what started happening is is it was really impactful for me. So I would call, text. Um, text as assistant, call as assistant. It took me, I counted at once, 11 attempts to get a coaching session at one point. I drove all the way up to Bellingham, which was 90 minutes there and back. And I did that every month or two for years, for years. Wow. And I remember um, his, you know, at some point he goes, you know, you can just call me. And I just remember saying no, because part of what this is, is it's an apprenticeship, which is why yes. I really resonated when you talk about uh, Sasha yeah. following you yeah. around. I, I said I need to see how you interact and what you say to your people, and then I need you to break it down for me yeah. when we're behind closed doors. Yeah. And so you know, we we had an apprentice relationship from the from the very beginning. I went from like 25 million to like 37 million, to 48 wow. million to 70 million. I mean, it was a it was a like a 400 percent or 700 percent increase. I have to do the math in four years. It was Phenomenal. a 700 yep. percent increase in four years. Yeah. Yep. So um, as I was doing that, you know, like a lot of us, um, I started getting asked to be on stage, and I had a radio show, and it was getting, you know, we. I think any um, any time you hit a certain level in your industry, you start getting some national attention, and, and that certainly happened. My ego loved it, mm-hmm. right? And I was miserable. I, I I would get on stage and talk about, you know, how great it was, and at a certain point. The growth stopped and it became a little bit more maintenance for me. It came a little bit more about day-to-day operational stuff. And and that just wasn't um, my jam at all. I was really good at making revenue and income. And and here's another theme. I was not great at expense management and didn't really want to
3: be great at it. And um, And now at the same time too, and this is just from following you from afar, right? I mean, we weren't even friends then. But you also were building a pretty solid like, luxury brand, right? Yeah,
2: it's yeah. always been a luxury. And we've yeah. always been a high-end and luxury real estate yeah, team. And is, you know, Seattle has a really high price point yeah. anyway. Right now, our median prices are between 900 and a million in a lot of the okay. areas I serve. Okay. So I didn't think about, uh, yes, high-end and luxury, especially yes. for a lot of people around the country.
3: Yeah, and yeah. I think that that's something that you've been, definitely been a leader in. in oh, for company, sure. For sure. I, yeah,
2: I was involved with Keller Williams Luxury. Yeah, you
3: know? for sure. Um, and so that was... You know, your journey of team building and things like that. And then then you've also been such a voice uh, to me, to all of us, in terms of embracing failure. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about that. Because I think that's something, as we're empire building, right? Mm -hmm. That's something that a lot of people don't embrace. Yeah. And a lot of people struggle with. So talk to me about that journey of embracing failure and what that looked like. Yeah.
2: So, you know, like a lot of people I've, you know, I've gone on an ego journey and it started out that I got a lot of external validation and, and, you know, I thrived on the attention Mm. and I kind of went through an internal growth period and decided that I was no longer going to look good and be right. And that I was going to really just focus on what was best for me and my life and people around me. So I was asked to speak uh, at a very prestigious real estate conference in front of about 5,000 people about a massive failure, about my team completely falling apart. It was a, a, another pivotal moment in my life because I remember being backstage, you know, and you could see all the blinding lights and, and I could see thousands of people out there. And, and they were just about to introduce me. And I thought, this is either career suicide or the best thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. And it, it was the best thing I ever did. And I'll tell you why, because there are no skeletons, you know, in my closet. And um, it just freed me up to talk about it. And I, I didn't have to hide anything. And from that moment on, that was in 2017, I have been extremely vocal. I have been on, on many stages talking about it. I'm open. I've had people interview to work with me and I'll say, watch this talk. Yeah, I want you to be clear yes. about
3: who I was and who I am now and, and now, how what, I've evolved. What made a lot of people wouldn't share that? Right? Most most people wouldn't. What, well, yeah, most people wouldn't. What, what? Walk me through the decision mm-hmm. that you made to share. Yeah, like what was in your mind? What was what was it that you wanted people to get from you sharing?
2: It was a purpose driven decision, okay. and, and it was based on on my mission, which is to motivate people to be the best person they could be. Mm. What's layered on top of that mission statement is is that I have a high need to make that a big number. I have have an insanely high need to impact and motivate hundreds of thousands of people, not just 10. Yep. And I think that there's no right or wrong, it's just the way I'm wired. Yeah. And and to me, I, I felt convicted that no one was getting on stages, certainly national stages, talking about their failures. Yeah, I was getting, so you know, a little tired of going there and hearing all the rosy pictures all the time. Yep. And I'm like, and I would know, I would know what it looked like behind their curtain. A lot of them were my friends. Yep. And I would see them up there and I knew they weren't profitable and I knew that they were, you know, that, that it was kind of a craziness behind the scenes and they would get up there and they would make themselves look good and be right. Yeah. And, and it was really important to me to share that. And and I went on to share that and, and I believe that that started, um, you know, my next pivotal journey, which I never saw coming. Yeah. I continued to meet and coach with Ben Kinney, who, who'd become a, a, a more major figure in my life now. For, he, he'd become a good friend at that point. And because, at the same time, he
3: was growing, his his organization and at the same was growing time, exponentially too.
2: All of a sudden, you know, one day I look up and he's got six brokerages, one of the largest national teams in the nation, yep. and, and a tech company. I remember going up to Bellingham and it, it, there'd been a little gap because by now hadn't been going up as often. And I remember the moment I went up there and they had almost the whole floor, the whole second floor of the office building. And I was like, oh my, this is big. And I, I hadn't been there in a while. Kind of like you were saying earlier, Seychelle, about when you're with things every day, you don't see the change. But if three or six months go by and you see something and and it blew me away. Yeah. yeah. I was like, he has built something really, really big. And I started looking around, and I think, um, I think
3: you mentioned that on episode two. Uh-huh. It's like you dove, it, 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 what, dove, into that on episode two right. of just sometimes you're not realizing the changes, yeah. you know, in things when you're right in it, yeah. right? And so that's what happened there.
2: And and what was interesting, Sarah, is that you know I in one sense I climbed a really big mountain summit. Mm. I, I reached it, my peak. I reached 1.7 million in revenue, Amazing. and and I say it a lot. But only two percent of women-owned businesses reach a million in revenue. Yep. So it was a really big uh, honor and blessing in my life to hit that point. Yes. And I was miserable. Yep. And and you know I've always been so summit focused. Let me just focus on that the mountaintop. And that was really when I started to understand that really it's 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 a fierce adherence to the process, not necessarily the summit. I also so understood good. at that point. Well, it takes a lot of life experience, I think, to get there. Yes. You know. Yes. I also realized at that point that I wanted a bigger summit, and probably mm. the best way to get to a bigger summit was to climb back down the mountain and walk over here and go up a new mountain, which is a really hard decision to make when you have uh, three kids at home and you're yeah. in your 40s. Yeah. And really have never worked or didn't have much experience in corporate America. I've been an entrepreneur for so long.
1: Via, I have to tell you, listening to the story, I mean, the crazy amount of bravery that took. Oh, thanks. Um, for both, I mean, to, to walk out in that huge conference first and be open and vulnerable in front of 5,000 people is something, I mean, I would say, I know maybe three, four people. Yeah. <laughs> maybe four people, yeah. you, know, may, you. you know, that that would do. And And actually watching you do that was so inspiring to me because I feel me like too. it allowed me, me to own where I was, to not be afraid that somebody was going to hold against me. Mm -hmm. not getting it all at the same time and getting to go on this journey with you than to watch you take the bravery to say, I have literally hit this summit over here and I am achieving massive things and have a massive business and a massive life. And I am willing to evaluate where I want to go in the next five years. And that might mean I have to climb back down and climb back up. I mean... Mm -hmm. It's incredible. It, it's absolutely incredible. Well,
2: and that's really what it came down to. So yeah. It came down to what do I want the next decade to look like? Because right. I, I I by now had internalized that this was my wealth building decade. And not only that, you know, I there, there's a lot of ways you can become a sure. multimillionaire. Oh, I absolutely. wanted to have a great journey in the process, mm-hmm. right? Well, and your wanted, drive for impact, and, right? And yeah, like, I wanted to enjoy you have your
0: to do day that. to day. 100%. Yeah, I mean, I can remember having conversations um, with you. You had yes. a lot with me. And uh, you just really, you were not happy. You were not happy with what you were doing. And it was kind of a facade is really what it was. It was. And so tell, I mean, I you know I want to steal the show, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> tell me what your tell me your yeah. happiness level now. Like what's what's your day-to-day? Yeah. Before we get into that, yeah. what, what does it
3: look yeah. like now? Like yeah. what is your role? Like where, where have you taken your sort yeah. of uh, role to now, right? Because now, I mean, out of all of us, and something that I study is like leading leaders, right? Mm -hmm. And growing an organization that has leaders. I mean, out of any of us here, you're doing that at such a high level. Yeah. So, what is your day to day now? Not day to day, but what is your
2: yeah? And that was a fundamental change, by the way. You know, I went from I went from a real estate team of seven people to 1,350 agents overnight. and six team leaders at the time. And um, team leaders are branch managers uh, that I was leading. And it was shocking. It was a shock to the system. You can't be ready for that. You know, I I was reflecting, Sarah, on something you said about your mom hiring you. Ben Kinney, by the time he hired me, knew me so well that it was actually a concern. I I was genuinely concerned that he knew me too well and that, you know, Mm. there was no way I... You know, I could pretend at that point, but but I remember having a conversation with him, and and I remember it was freeing because I said, you know, at the end of the day, you know exactly how I'm going to show up. Mm-hmm. You know how I'm going to show up, and, and the good, bad, and the ugly, and there there will be no surprises. And so yeah. that was a that was a huge huge blessing. What I do is I run our brokerage division. Okay. And I'm also involved in the leadership of our mortgage, title, and escrow. Yep. Yeah. And so we we and and. and You know, I help in other areas of the business as we all do. It's just our executive leadership team are all pretty tight. And I mean, you
3: entered, uh, similar to me in terms of team building, right? 2009, right? Yeah. I mean, you're entering the brokerage business, brokerage (laughs) world, in one of the most disruptive. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, in in the equivalent of what the real estate market was in 2009, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that has taken... Grit that has taken a lot of problem solving. Yeah. and I mean, you've been a lot of guts, yeah, absolutely.
2: yeah, yeah, for sure. Um thank you for saying that, by the way, because when you are wired to win, it it can be um it can be challenging at yep. times, right? Yeah, but I think the biggest to your point about leading leaders, I thought I knew. Mm. I, you know, I led this team and I thought, you know, this is just gonna be the same. There's just more zeros. Mm. there's just you know yeah. just more people, right? And and this put me in a position for really the first time in my life. I now get it, where I lead the people that lead the agents. I'm the grandparent. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and (laughs) I just
2: can't go in and insert myself and sell more homes and impact the bottom line. Yes, you can't sell your way out of a problem. It just is a leadership. It's a leadership role, and um, and it's made me a student of leadership. I my leadership has has exponentially increased
3: probably 10 times since I've started. That's right when I entered into our tribe, right? It was right when you... And so I've been able to see it. I mean, all of us have seen this remarkable growth you've had in leadership. Thank and, you. I mean, over the last, what, only a couple of years, right? Yeah, it's only and been, yeah, a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, truly amazing. And I, I know one of the, you know, we always want to focus on that big life and in the life that we're really wanting. And a big reason that you made that decision to be the entrepreneur. Was because of your happiness level yeah. before, right? So tell us, yeah. what is your, yeah. what does that look like now? Are, are you yeah. happy? <laughs> I'm I'm
2: extremely happy, and um, you know, ultimately it's, it's back to the ego again. Ultimately, I I had to make a decision. I am better with Ben Kinney. I am better with the people around me. Uh, I it was clear to me I was getting leadership lonely. It was clear to me that I, I was just not having fun anymore. And, and I have a, a Ben and the executive team really bring out the best in me. I get to stay in a lane that I'm really great at and I don't have to deal with some of the other lanes. So yeah. it's really a big win-win. So I am, I am uh, the happiest I've ever been in my career. That's and awesome. I started measuring my net worth last year. I mean, this is my decade. I have really specific goals. I track them, I measure them. I mean, it's, it's, it's 180 degrees from
3: where I was. And I mean, when all of us, you know, agreed to do this podcast, right? The very first thing I think on our first call was uh, that we all were very unified in was we want to be authentic. Yeah. We want to be vulnerable. We want to make sure that we are a podcast that's sharing Mm -hmm. the good, the bad. and, And you've really led that. In Thank Keller Williams, you, wow. you really Thank led you. that in the industry from in multiple ways. And it's just, it's such a blessing to not only see your leadership journey, see your growth, uh, but also as a friend. Thank you. Yes. That's amazing.
2: Thank
0: you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that, um, <laughs> incredible interview. Yeah. Thank you. always for my three partners in crime here (laughs) y'all did great Um, I personally learned a ton Seychelle and I were both taking notes over here the whole time I have a page of notes (laughs) thank Um, you for that ladies (laughs) I want to thank all of our listeners out there again for tuning in to the latest episode of Empire Builders and we hope that you'll stick around and join us again next time